It's time to put on your sleuthing cap, feel nail-biting dread, and face heart-racing fear. This is Queer Writers of Crime, where you'll get book recommendations and hear interviews with LGBTQ authors of mystery, suspense, and thriller novels. Here's your host, Brad Shreve. Hi, this is Brad, and welcome to Queer Writers of Crime. If you are listening to this episode the day it releases, you know it's Thursday, and Thursday is Book Recommendation Day. And with me today is Lori Egan. And Lori, I do hope, since we're recording, that you have a book recommendation today. I do, in fact. This is my fourth one uh, I've done for you, and it's been such a pleasure having a chance to have, uh, I guess, an excuse of reading all these various crime fiction novels that I probably would have read anyway. But um, as a as a writer myself, it's been fascinating to try to analyze the structure and style and kinds of books that are out there. This show has made me read more than I ever have in my life because I read the ones that for the show. And then I have my own to-be-read list, which I don't always get to as much as I like to. But between the two, I'm pretty busy reading, so I get what you're saying. So, And it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm glad that you accepted my request to be on the show with me. Thank you, Brad. So who are you going to talk about or which book? This is a book by Abigail Paget, and it's called Ultimate Blue. And Abigail was born in 1942 in Vincennes, Indiana, so she's an American, and received a degree in education from Indiana University and a master's in counseling at the University of Missouri. She's taught high school English and college courses in sociology and creative writing, directed an ACLU chapter in Houston, and worked as a court investigator for Child Protective Services in San Diego, where she currently lives. Paget is the author of multiple standalone titles and two series of which Ultimate Blue, my choice for review, is the third book in the Blue McCarran Mysteries. In 1993, Paget received an Agatha Award for her debut work, Child of Silence. Her titles have been translated into five languages. So I've reviewed three other books for this podcast two of which were intricate thriller suspense novels, uh, Punishment by Anne Holt and The Mermaid Singing by Val McDermott, and also the third title, Snare, by Lilia Sigurdartir, that was more linear but still fits within the same genre. Ultimate Blue is more of a mystery woven into a lesbian romance or a lesbian romance woven into a mystery rather than a chew-your-fingernails, edge-of-your-seat crime fiction. The novel is a portrait of social psychologist and professor Dr. Blue McCarran and her personal growth as she attempts to move on from two lesbian lovers while being tasked with solving an ominous gay hate incident on campus at St. Brendan University in San Diego. As the investigation begins... Blue becomes attracted to another professor, the enigmatic Dr. Lupe Salazar. I'm going to read you the book's blurb. The California desert hasn't changed, but everything else in Blue McCarran's life is about to. After the inevitable breakup with partner Roxy in Philadelphia, 
Blue drags herself home to the tumbleweeds, sidewinders, and emptiness. A part-time job teaching social psychology at a private university in nearby San Diego provides at least the appearance of a life. But when Lupe, an unfriendly colleague, invites her to a Mexican rock concert, everything in Blue's life begins to shift. And when the gorgeous rock star is kidnapped and the campus is blanketed with flyers calling for the death of a young gay Spanish professor, Lou finds herself in the middle of a brand new mystery. Who is behind the paper threats? Fighting a growing and inappropriate attraction to the just-divorced Lupe, Lou searches for the culprit and amid oddball board members, rancorous academics, and obscure Latin American politics. And when the- Now I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask you a question here. Oh, okay. I'm butting in because I'm curious before you get there. Does most of this mystery take place in San Diego or in the desert? San Diego, but she has a place that is temporarily, at least, seems to be out in the boondocks. It takes place in and around San Diego in the area. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just curious because as many know, I've already said I, I live in the California desert now where we have okay. plenty of tumbleweeds and it is a great location for a mystery. So I was wondering if there was. But anyway, I didn't mean I, – well, I did mean to interrupt, but <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So at any rate, she meets Lupe and the blurb says, Blue searches for the culprit of these threats amid oddball board members, rancorous academics, and obscure Latin American politics. And when the threat lands at Lupe's doorstep, Blue is left with only her instincts to stop it. The first chapter of Ultimate Blue begins with lines that describe Blue's mood and feelings of transition. Quote, it was 8.30 on a Thursday night and I was, as usual, in the wrong place. At least not in a good place, end quote. She's searching for a home, permanent career position, friends, perhaps a lover, and to solidify her sense of self. Lou's detachment from the foundations of life opens the door to possibilities to investigate a mystery and follow her attractions wherever they lead. There's some fine stylistic lines in the novel. I'm going to quote two. One, quote, fractious didn't begin to describe the animosity bouncing around the room like an enraged beach ball, end quote. (laughs) Or as Blue describes how an ex-lover viewed her, quote, I was a cumbersome ghost from another time hovering like a song from a passing car, end quote. Oh, very nice. Yeah. The writing throughout is skillful with short chapters that drive the reader to continue onward. The story structure, plot, lesbian narrator, and the numerous LGBTQ characters are conventions in many works published by lesbian authors and presses, and therefore will feel comfortable to readers who prefer novels set within this community and with a woman-centered orientation. Ultimate Blue will delight this audience because of its successful depiction of Blue's life and relationships. Now, I asked Abby Paget about her thoughts regarding contemporary lesbian novels and her approach to writing them, and she was kind enough to answer me. Quote, women are about the experience of intense connection and hunger to read about that experience 
that is elusive and transitory in real life. In lesbian and all romance fiction, that connection is usually sexual, but more and more there's also an emphasis on other passionate connections, a career or entrepreneurial job, child, sister, or mother, a pet, or more importantly, an idea. I think lesbian fiction, which is now pretty mainstream and not just available from lesbian publishers, will or can be the vanguard of a new and more psychologically based feminism, end quote. The themes, as she's talking about having ideas, the themes in Ultimate Blue focus on bigotry toward gays, especially by religious fanatics, and on sex trafficking, the rape and prostitution of young girls in Mexico, and how an authoritarian, male-dominant culture fosters these behaviors and threatens anyone who dares to dissent. Oh, that's heavy. At one point, yeah. At one point, Blue mentions the Milgram experiment, which demonstrates that it is human nature to obey those who are perceived as authority figures, even if doing so is against one's personal moral beliefs. A very timely concept for our times, yes. The danger of paternalism and the emotional, sexual, and physical subjugation of women are woven throughout the story. On the book's cover, the red hand painted on the woman's face is a powerful symbol of protest. And for those of you who are dog lovers, Paget has thrown us a bone. A Doberman <laughs> named Bronte, who is Blue's constant and loving companion. Bywater Books will publish Ultimate Blue sometime in August. The first two books in the series, Blue and the last Blue Plate Special, are available in paperback and ebook formats. The author promises that a fourth book is underway. So have fun exploring Abigail Paget's two series and her numerous standalone books. Now, having read book number three first, I presume you haven't read the other two. No, I haven't. Did it stand alone? Yes. Oh, good. Um, I mean, there's always stuff they may mention in the past. but Yeah, I mean, she goes back over Blue's previous history in Philadelphia, I presume, which was probably uh, um, either the first or second book. So uh, you have a pretty good feeling of who this character is and, you know, good feeling about her background. So, uh, yes, definitely she did a very skillful job of giving us enough information that we don't feel like we're um, just running into her, you know, in the middle of a story. Yeah, I've said it numerous times that that is a great skill, that balancing act of giving enough of the background that new readers understand what's going on but not so much that your regular readers will be bored with a recap. And some authors do that very well. Yeah. I admire that. Yeah. That's why I never tackle series. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I bet you could. I've, I've read your writing. So this one has your seal of approval. Yeah, that is true. Abigail Paget, Ultimate Blue, and then the two books prior to it. So you may want to start with the first book, uh, which is simply called Blue. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Brad. If you 
enjoy Queer Writers of Crime, let others know with a review. It helps build an audience and introduce more people to queer crime fiction. Apple and iTunes are where most people search for new shows, but if you don't use either, other apps that allow reviews include Podcast Addict, Overcast, and Spotify. Wherever you listen to podcasts, help spread the word to tune in to Queer Writers of Crime.